Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tell Me More Radio with Tom Shadiak. I'm your host for tonight, Brooke Fernley, and we have one of our very favorite show formats to share with you tonight. We're going to do an Anything Goes show. So for those of you who are new, the way that this show works is we spend about a week thinking of some questions that have either been relevant to our week or something that we've always wondered. Um, And you guys can do that, too. You can reach out and ask us questions on Twitter. How can they reach us on Twitter? They can reach us at Tell Me More Radio with the hashtag Tell Me More Radio. I love it. And we have some of our favorite listeners who interact with us all the time on Twitter, and we really appreciate that. Uh, Benjamin, did you want to say something? Oh, he just not not not, not yet. I'm just. I'm he just looks giving. ready. <laughs> I am so ready. I'm excited. For those of you at home who can't see him, he looks ready to I seize am this focused. moment. Yes, indeed. Um, and the way the way that we run this whole show is is a uh, friends sitting around in a circle, which is great. <laughs> yeah. But we also want to encourage you guys to call in, so you can call us at nine zero one two six zero five nine two six, and especially today, if you have a question, anything that anything. you've been thinking about. Anything. Anything goes. Anything. Okay. Yeah, I think we stressed that enough. But if you <laughs> if you do have a question, call us at 901-260-5926. Um, so the way that the show works is we go around and we answer the questions. And interestingly where, where enough- the, Where do the questions come from, Brooke? I just said that. Art, don't oh, you, you listen? Yeah. No, we think about it all week and then we come up with questions. Oh, oh so you started the show then. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. I should pay attention. <laughs> Welcome to Tell Me More Radio Art. Thank you. Um, glad, glad to have you here Good on here. Earth in this room. Um, <laughs> so for those of you who were listening to me, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to read the first question. And interestingly enough, this is a question that I wrote myself. So I'm going to I'm going to ask it. Just wing it, bro. I'm going to ask it. So the question was, what do you think about when you were alone? And... I recently shared with you guys that sometimes when I'm alone, there are certain things that I don't want to think about. I had one of those moments when I was driving home last night. Um, I just was uncomfortable about thinking about, I guess, the direction of my life. Maybe I get too caught up on what ifs, what's going to happen in the future. Am I making the right choices? And so I put on a podcast and I just drowned out the thoughts that would have come in instead of. So what you think about when you're alone is what you don't want to think about when you're alone. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yes. I'm not <laughs> sure that that makes any sense, but I mean, I think I do that a lot and I, I, I don't think I'm the only one, but I tend to put on music or something or have a book. If I'm in a good emotional spot, then I'm absolutely willing to do some meditation or thinking, but it can be really scary to just sit there and, and let the thoughts come as they come because they're not always very positive. They aren't always they they are not always very positive, but they push you in a state to where you kind of answer your own question sometimes. Right. And, and it's hard because it's just you and there is nothing else there. So it's like, okay, what are you gonna do tomorrow? What is gonna be, what 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 do you do for the rest of your life or how are you gonna get paid or how are you gonna pay this bill or how are you gonna do this? And it's mm-hmm. just questions after questions after questions but it's kind of like you it's like you, the music or the meditation can be your high but when it's all over you still have to confront these thoughts so i think you have to ask yourself a thousand set questions a thousand questions and ultimately get to your own answer because in the end you make the decision <laughs> not me or not art 
not Janie. You Art, know. could you please decide my life for me? <laughs> uh, sure, give me 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Benjamin, How? what questions do you feel that it's important to ask yourself? I guess, and, and, and I, always, I always say this, um, and we talked about this yesterday, but whatever thought that you're having, it's just like if you're feeling a certain way about something, you know, what's the end result of it? What what do you think happens in the very end? It doesn't have to be set in stone or permanent, but it gives you like a frame of reference or as to what direction you want to kind of go in. If something else happens, that's fine, but you want to gain clarity. I think the reasoning why you may be a little bit unsure is because you have not yet gained clarity. You have to ask yourself so many questions. And I always have to relate it back to business because I just love things like that, the books and the processes, et cetera, et cetera. When you have a business system, you have to have an ideal client or a client avatar. You have to be so specific on who you're talking to because you, if you talk to everybody, you talk to nobody. So you have to find out who exactly am I helping and what, how do I want them to feel in the very end once I help them. So I kind of had to reference that back to my life. That's maybe not the best analogy, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just a matter of if you feel a certain way, what can you do to resolve it? Start there. Even if it's, if, if it's hey, I feel cluttered. Let me clean my room. Right. That may mm-hmm. give you, I don't know. When I clean my room, I feel I, I get so inspired after cleaning it. I'm ready to do something else different. Right. It's small things. But yeah. that's just, mm-hmm. you know, my experiences. We talked about that yesterday a little bit, kind of taking a step to move in a direction that you mm-hmm. want to go in. It's the small things because it's the smallest entities who make up the biggest entities. And without those small, there is no large, there is no big. Before you get to the million, before you get a million dollars, you have to first start with one dollar, one penny. Without that penny, there is no million dollars. Right. So start somewhere. Yeah. Small moves. Small moves. Small moves. Yeah. Every step counts. Every step. It's the journey. Yes. Well, I wanted to ask this question, too, because I was <clears throat> curious how you guys felt about it. What do you think when you're alone? What kind of a mental state are you in? I can review a lot of the things that I think about when I'm alone, but the, the my real purpose when I'm alone and I catch myself thinking a lot mm. is to get quiet. Oh, yes. You know, because when I get quiet, things bubble up. That <laughs> I might not have been focused on in the first place. Um, you know, a lot of the things I think about, I probably must admit when I'm by myself, um, are tasks that need to be done or, as we say, trying to make ends meet, all that kind of stuff. But they have this sense of dread to them and they don't really have an answer. But when I get mm-hmm. quiet and things kind of bubble up, I get the clarity you're talking about. Yeah. I get a sense of an opening. I get a sense of being, of allowing some thought I haven't considered to come to fruition and maybe follow a new line of thinking. Yeah. I think it's about checking in with yourself. We talked about that yesterday too. That's a good way of saying it. If you're anxious, you say, why am I anxious? There's usually an underlying reason about it. You don't just eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's? Um, I can't eat that right now. (laughs) But but, who's to say you can't eat a pint of... Ben well, and Jerry's and do the same thing. You weren't here yesterday, but I'm vegan Food is this therapeutic, month. though. <laughs> no, I heard that. I heard yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Um, she was vegetarian for a month. She <laughs> ate a belt. No. <laughs> uh, no, but checking in with yourself, I did that today a little bit. I actually started to write letters because I couldn't journal myself, like to myself. I felt like it had to be spread out to the world or, you know, sure. my friends that might not be around because... Sometimes when you're just talking to yourself, it just kind of sits there, too, and you have no reflection back. True. So there's nothing wrong with journaling. I think it's great. But sometimes writing letters and not just emails, but the actual physical, I, it was great. I just loved it. So I'm going to try to do that more often now because I can't write for myself anymore. I do, I do a little exercise every, uh, every morning that I can. 
I want to say every morning, but I had to follow that up with a truthful <laughs> answer. Uh, from a book called The Artist Way by um, Julie Cameron. Have you heard of it? Am I uh, getting that right? I have. No. Yes. Yeah. There's a wonderful exercise in there called Morning Pages. You've got to dedicate 30 minutes of your morning, 30 minutes, not 15, mm-hmm. not 10, 40 maybe, but 30 minutes, and you sit down and you just write it out, whatever's in your head, whatever's in your heart, but you try to be creative with it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you'd be amazed how much it kind of sets the pace right. for the day. It opens you up to creative thinking. It opens you up to uh, a manner of listening more closely because, first of all, you're listening to your inner thoughts and right. you're trying to be creative with those inner thoughts. And then when you walk out in the world, you walk out with that same exercise taking place. And that's mm-hmm. interesting. I definitely, I'm, I'm going to actually implement that now. I, I like that you said that. Well, it's just one exercise in yes. the book. It's a great book, but it's a good exercise. Now, what, now what's the name of the book again? The Artist's Way. The Artist's Way. Mm-hmm. Okay. I find myself when I'm by my when I'm by myself, and um, I guess I'm I'm kind of afraid t- some, at times to be by myself. Sometimes it's because I feel alone, and it comes from I'll be completely I'll be emotionally naked with you guys. It's a matter of me not completely being in love with Benjamin yet. And well, how can we be totally in love with you if you're not totally? In love well, with you? I mean. You, <laughs> it's just a matter. We are, see, so yeah. You know, maybe we got to jump on the game there. I get into the thoughts of you know what I'm doing with my life or my business and where I want it to go and how can I make more improvements and I think about who I want to share that with and I don't have anyone to share that with. I'm just like, man, I'll be honest, you know, I don't like living a single life anymore. I've done this for some some for a few years now, and so I got a to impl- single life. You mean like? Single romantically? Yeah, romantically. Okay. And I got to point now, like, look, I kind of don't want to, ex- I, I think I've, I kind of got, I, 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 I feel this now. Where, where I are we going I, there? I understand <laughs> this now. I get it. But hey, <laughs> hey, I'm available. <laughs> Hello, world. <laughs> hey, so Benjamin, Benjamin is single, here. What's your sign? Uh, I'm not really into astrology, but, <laughs> but it says, sign, it, it, it says I'm, I'm an Aries uh-huh. and I'm, Always, um, he's a, he's ju- a cook, and I, uh, yes, okay. So, anyone listen, I'm an Aries, I cook, <laughs> I, I have beautiful okay. skin. I was okay, but <laughs> loves watching the so, rain, okay. And but being more serious here, though, is there something missing in your life because you don't have a romantic partner? I guess, and I'll be honest with you, my entire life, I kind of felt like my own roots neglected me, and I've never truly been able to to feel like I've been accepted by anyone. Maybe, you know, that, hey, they love Benjamin or whatever, but I kind of feel like sometimes where I'm not wanted or I'm not invited. And I don't go anywhere where I'm not invited because it's just... Well, I think everybody feels like that sometimes, that they aren't welcome somewhere. But I'm feeling it more and more like daily. Mm-hmm. And I do what I can to kind of, you know, be more positive and not always think like that, not to put my focus there. But in the end of the day, when I go back home into my apartment, close my door, right. it's just Benjamin. Okay. So I would like to offer you something. I don't think being in a relationship would help you with the feeling of loneliness. And I agree with you on that one. And this is the reasoning why mm-hmm. I want one, right. but I don't need one right now. Mm hmm. Because if I can't love Benjamin, how can I love someone else? Because I can't pour out what's in my cup. I have to give them my overflow. Because once, once, once all of the, the coffee is gone out of my cup, I have nothing left for myself. So I get that. It's just, I don't want to do that. 
you know <laughs> it's like so boring i understand like, yeah. but i mean the people in our life can either serve as a distraction from the things that we want to work on about ourselves or mm. it can be a partnership but if you're just out there looking for a relationship that might not be the best thing because what you want what any anyone in a relationship wants is to have two complete people i hate the idea of having being half of one whole like i wasn't complete or together until i met this one person what i feel like is a healthier goal that will ultimately lead both of you to be happier whether you stay together the rest of your lives or part way after a few months is two completely whole people that just happen to enrich each other's lives at the moment that they're in it's like there's like that's like chancing it. It's like if it it happens and it, if it doesn't happen, I don't want to be the guy with like a whole bunch of cats or a whole <laughs> bunch of dogs. You know, what I'm but saying? I mean, yeah, that's why I have, that's why I have two dogs. <laughs> there are no guarantees in life, though. You could spend the rest of your life without ever finding that one romantic connection. How would you feel about that? Hey, I don't want to think like that. You know, it's just I kind of want to share the happiness and success with someone. You know, I want to share that with someone. Right. You can. You can share that with every single person you ever see for the rest of your days. Romantically, so, you just have to wait till that door opens or you open that door. Right. Oh. Now, let me put it this way. Um, I've been married twice. Um, the second after the second marriage, we had a child. And in the state of Tennessee at that point in time, you had to take it was mandatory for you to take a parenting class. So in the parenting class, there's all these parents are getting divorced, quite obviously. And one of the things that the instructor said to me that was most revealing is she said, 99.9% of you are going to walk out the door right now, and six months from now you're going to be in the same relationship you're in right now, all over again, because you want those things in your life. Those are the things that jazz you, so you're going to go right back out and do that again. But what time and all that time have you taken for yourself to find out who you are? And I thought about it and I went, let's see, I'm 40, 50, 40, somewhere. In there. <laughs> um, and I've been with someone in my life since I was 15. Mm. So in all those years, I've never taken six weeks, six months, six years to find out who art was just being art. I guess it's a fear of being with self because self makes you be so real this and everybody doesn't want to kind of be in touch with the real sometimes. But sometimes relationships become a mirror and you find out things you didn't even know when you were alone. So that's scary to me. When I oh, get oh, when yeah. I learn things oh, yes. when it, that door gets open, it's like, I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> but it's it like, was is, necessary. Is, is that how I really act? Is that me? Mm. I'm like, oh, I need to do better. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would encourage you not to look for a relationship though Benjamin and not even of the camp if you're looking you won't find it just focus on yourself and if the right person is in your life I feel like you're going to know that and they're going to know that too it gives you a chance to love yourself intimately and while you're doing that you've got the door wide open for somebody to walk in and say oh Benjamin by the way (laughs) and the thing is guys I have had the chance to encounter someone who I'm sure right now well, not at this very moment because I haven't. I need mm-hmm. to focus on Benjamin. But this is someone I will want to be with the rest of my life because they leave me without questioning them at all. When we're around each other, there's just like this connection. I don't know what I've never felt that before. Does he feel the same way? Do you know? 
yes, he's articulated that. But the reason why we are not together is because of spiritual battles within himself and family not accepting him. And that's a fight that I can't fight. Right. I can be there to support you, but I can't fight because I'm not you. And so I feel like there you are with that. But then here I am not loving myself completely. So we're going to be two broken people. And then mm-hmm. ultimately we, we won't prosper. And so at this point, I know I feel like whether it be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, that's the person I would want because it's just it feels right. Just we've had our ups and downs. But when mm-hmm. we're together, there is no one else. It's just it's like there's this hum with it's just like this. It, it's all in sync. When I met him, it's like we were already we knew each other already. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, this my name. Hey, it, it just. Right. I don't know what we it was. We talk about that a lot. It's that connection with someone that you never even know and, and you felt like you've known them your whole life. Yeah, it was just a matter of we just, we, at that point, the next day we know we hugged and we just gave each other a kiss and it just, it felt normal. <laughs> it was just felt routine. It's just, that was that. But I guess I'm not in love with Benjamin yet. That's the root of it. That I don't like to say that. Right. But that's the reality of it. And I guess I have to kind of love myself. And you do stuff. have to love yourself and not roll your eyes when you say it. And, and, and it's a matter of also people talking about relaxing because I work a lot. I'm always doing things at work or for myself work. But I, I don't know what relaxation is. I don't. What does that mean to play? What What is what is play? You know, I'm always working. So how do you play? Mm-hmm. I don't like to play. I like to work. Well, maybe you know, maybe your work is play and you just don't see it that way. I mean, I was right, a musician but, for 15 years. It was a lot of hard work. But, but boy, then, we did a lot of playing. What <laughs> happens when you kind of get bummed out on that, when you kind of feel burnt out? Not that you don't love it, but it's just that you can't produce because you're burnt out on it at Mo- that moment. What morning pages. Morning pages. <laughs> That's a good way to refresh it, though. What's, what's that? Right. You just said you were going to take the challenge, right? 30 minutes oh, every morning. Oh, I thought, but I didn't know. So, okay. <laughs> All right, we know what you're really going to do. Okay. <laughs> and that's just one creative outlet. All you have to do is just kind of step out of it for a little bit, allow things to refresh. And you know what? Maybe it's time for you to transition into something that's drawing you somewhere else. Lay all your passions out on the table as, at the same time that you're, that you're wondering what that is. And something's going to jump up and say, oh, my God, I can't not do this. We're going to have to record this way. I have to list this later on. We are recording this currently. Okay, I will need to download this one. Um, So if you guys would like to listen to this show or any other show later, you can go to tellmemoreradio.com. And you can also call us. So uh, we we actually got a question on Twitter from one of our regular listeners, uh, Adrian. And Adrian, if you are available to call us right now, I would encourage you to do so. I'd love to have you read this question on air because I think it's a good one. But I don't want to answer it, so you should you should call us and read it yourself if so you can. You, if not, that hang there. For what's a the few number? If bro? not, we'll we'll read it in the last section, so Adrian knows. But for those of you who don't know, you can call us at nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break. And if anyone would like to reach out during the break, call us at nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. Found 
All right, everybody, welcome back to Tell Me More Radio with Tom Shadiak. I'm your host, Brooke Fernley. And you guys might have noticed that's not the usual music Mm -mm. that we play for the Anything Uh -uh. Go show. Uh, Does anybody know why we picked that song in particular? Yes, actually, Terrell, one of our um, people who join us sometimes, he recommended this song because it's I Phantom by Mr. Liff. And it's a song that focuses, I guess I haven't. I'm trying to remember what he said. It made him feel less alone. Yes. He felt really invisible at a period in his life and like okay. no one was listening to him, which is kind of similar to what you were experiencing. So I need to listen to Mr. Fan. I uh, think you should. Fan it's it's a home. really good song. Um, <laughs> and he listens to it now every day. Like yes. your, your morning papers yep. art every single day. At some point, he makes sure to listen to this song. I'm curious if you guys have those rituals something that you do repeatedly that makes you feel more connected to a certain idea, let us know. You can let us know on Twitter or you can call us at 901-260-5926. And we actually have a caller. Wonder who it is. Let's go ahead and bring on the caller on the air. Hello, Adrian. Hey, Brooke. How are you guys? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. The question that I tweeted was, what is your biggest fear and what do you really think is the likelihood of the worst thing happening with it uh go ahead brooke that's such a hard Nail question <laughs> wait a minute what was the second part of the question i, I got so zoned out in the first half <laughs> but then i'm a burnout hippie so i'm supposed to do that what was the second half again the second half was what is likelihood of whatever you're afraid of actually coming fruition. Oh, yeah, oh, what is your worst yeah. case scenario? Ooh, What's the likelihood wow. of hitting that? I'll be alone with cats. You'll be alone with cats. Okay. Um <laughs> I I'm gonna I'm gonna take a crack at this. Um I am terrified of settling. I'm really scared that I will live my whole life without doing something that I consider to be meaningful. And I don't know what the likelihood of that is. I, I I'd say a lot of people go through life without really reflecting on it. And I'm scared that that'll happen to me, that I'll get caught up, as Benjamin was talking about, in paying bills in the day to day, that it gets hard to see what you are trying to push for in your everyday life. Might I uh, endeavor to say that it's hard for you to say what's going to be meaningful unless you take a very, very broad point of view, because what you're doing right now for me personally mm. is exceedingly meaningful. It really is. It's drawing me out in a way that never would have happened if I hadn't sat in a chair across from you and had that opportunity to say, to face my fear. Thank you, Adrian. Mm. Um, and, and, and to do something meaningful, which is opening me up. And I'm sure there's listeners out there right now who are going like, geez, you know, I never thought of it that way before. And I never considered it that way before. So that what you may see right now may not seem very meaningful to you, but I I will go so far as to bet you, Benjamin, Jenny, and Brooke, and most of the people listening, Adrian, that you're doing something meaningful every day. It may be small to you, mm-hmm. but to the rest of the works out there, it could be magnificent. So don't and, don't sell yourself you short always, there. Go ahead. And you don't always know what the effect those little things have on other people. No. It could be enormous. No. But I do understand Brooke's concern because I, I would deal with that concern too, but that's how I answer that concern right. for me. I think my biggest fear 
is getting so lost in fear <laughs> that I become paralyzed. There were times in my life when that happened to me, mm. when I could not get a clear thought in my head because I was just so afraid. I don't know if anybody at this table or any of our listeners have ever had a panic attack, but I'm here to tell you it's a very demanding moment, right. <laughs> to say the least. Wow. Um, but wow. you can push through those. You can push through those. Yes. But at the, at the moment, did it feel like you could? Uh, the first few times that it happened, and I haven't had this happen a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it didn't. It, I, I couldn't push through it. I had to wait. I just had to fall over, you know, take some prescription drug, go see a doctor, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Um, but eventually I learned to just settle in and let it pass because it will pass just like a rain shower, just like a thunderstorm, mm-hmm. just like Katrina, you know, it's, it may leave something in its wake, but it's going to pass and you just have to give an opportunity to pass. And that's the way it is with all of our fears. If we give ourselves a chance, I'm saying this like I know this, if we give ourselves a chance to really look into them, see what they're all about, and don't be afraid to push them away mm-hmm. uh, and say, you know, uh, uh, I'll deal with that later, because you will, mm-hmm. it's going to come back. <laughs> let, and, that storm, let that storm come, let it rain, let it pass. And, and Adrian, I'm so glad you asked that question because it just, I'm had time to think about it. And I think about it right now. And it's interesting because I have a fear that I won't get what I want right now. Everything that I actually want, I'm sure is going to happen because I'm Benjamin and I work my behind off to get what I want always. No questions asked. Are you Are you sure that what you want is really what you want? I'm sure it is. I say that because... <laughs> The things, the things that I want are going to add to and not take away from me. They're going to help me to help others in a way that is unimaginable. And it's just a matter of me being impatient. So I have a fear of me not getting what I want right now. I think, I think maybe, and, and you can correct me, Adrian, uh, because no, I'm very correctable. <laughs> um, maybe a part of her question of asking um, – is what you want really what you want? Are you still open to the universe surprising you? I am still open to that because, hey, things happen. I This is what I want. This is how I feel at this very moment. Mm-hmm. I, it may change later on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't speak for right now. I'm like a dog. I'm present in the moment. So... Well, I'm present in the moment right now. So, <laughs> What about right now? R- right, right now. Okay. Yeah, right now. <laughs> and now? Well, yeah, yeah, now. Right, right now. Okay. And so um, I guess I want to I want to say some, something to Brooke and I want to say that, Brooke, I think and I could I'm just speaking this. What you want is going to come in a way it's going to be kind of disguised. It's like playing the video game Zelda. When you find a specific <laughs> when you play this game, you, the, the answers are not just out there. You have to actually go and kind of dig and to get them once you get them you feel better because i love that game see but so but i feel like life is different than zelda though because in zelda there's a quest there's an end goal there's one end goal and it's also you know you have to go find the metal boots that'll weigh you down so you can walk on the bottom of the ocean mm-hmm. you know you have to find this chest and open it you know you have to swim past the scary clams right but life isn't like that life the but it, there's still an order what if you've never they, what if you've never played Zelda? Then what, what do you do now? What, I, I, Google it. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that what 
it's something that's going to really surprise you, Brooke, and it's going to make you kind of have a testimony to say, hey, I was once here. I don't know what that thing is for you, but I really feel like it's really going to come in a very disguised way and that only you will get it. And once you get it, it's going to be like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And once you get it, you will not stop. You're not going to stop. But just remember this conversation. Oh, thanks, Benjamin. So well, should, should we turn yeah, this on Adrian or not? Of course. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I asked you to call in, Adrian, too. <laughs> we got to throw you under this bus as well. Is there a reason that you picked this question and do you have an answer to it? Um, the reason I asked this question is because I have been asking that question over and over in my life lately. Wow. When wow. I am coming across obstacles and there are things I really don't want to do or really don't understand how, you know, how I'm going to get through a, a period. Um, you know, I, I go back to that. You know, we've, we've talked about this before. There are two emotions. There's, mm-hmm. you know, everything is coming from fear or love. Right. And so I ask that, that question of myself very often to try and, and figure out what that answer is. And you know, sometimes I think that I'm close to figuring it out, and sometimes I don't have a clue. <laughs> right. But you're still asking that question, and I think that's really powerful. And I'm glad that you asked us that question and appreciate you calling and asking it so almost what, in person. So what, to do it. So and, what happens? I it, also want to echo what Art had said earlier, Brooke. Um, you know, God forbid, if you were to leave us tomorrow, what you have, have done with this show really is something that that you can hang your hat on and I, I think met the criteria of, of what you're, you know, the, the, if you're afraid of not making a mark or making a difference, I think you've already done it with the show, whether you realize it or not. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Hear, hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about all of all right, us. You and guys have a great evening. Thanks. We love you. Thanks, Adrian. Bye-bye. But yeah, it's about everybody here answering the questions, though. Um, if any one of us were sitting in this room by ourselves, we might get an answer to the first question that we asked. What do we think about when we're alone? But without that community and people to bounce what you're thinking off, it can be hard. It can be hard. Um, it's easy to get confused. It's easy to get in a, con- a self uh, self perpetuating conundrum mm-hmm. because it's hard to get an answer to that question when you're by yourself. Right. It is. Um, but you know, we never have to worry about that. We're surrounded by billions of people and we just have to take that one step forward into trusting. And that's the word I wanted to bring up at this point in time. Uh, trust that it's going to be okay. And I've put a lot out on the line. That's another word for that is faith. Um, and those are what people quote unquote, consider spiritual words and sometimes them as fighting words. Uh, But I think we have to bring that up on the table to step forward into life and start to see the broader view is to take a little trust and, and and work a little faith and take some chances, go out and take some risks, get behind a microphone, start a radio show. (laughs) uh, And who knows what will happen, but you got to be open. You got to open that door up. Right. Yeah. Can I take a stab at the question? Go ahead. For a dollar. <laughs> For a dollar. I have 10. <laughs> well, you can take 10 stabs. <laughs> well, I just want to say about bouncing off Brooke, it's almost like I'm afraid I'll never settle. Like, I don't want to settle right now. I want to 
do stuff and, you know, live my legacy, whatever that is. But I'm afraid that one one day I'll just never have a place to call home and, you know, raise a garden even, like having one place to be because I do move around a lot. And the question uh, came up today with my roommate was like, hey, our lease is up in five months. What do you want to do? And I was like, that is too far away for me to decide right now, <laughs> whether it's move somewhere else in Memphis or move somewhere else in Africa, like somewhere just crazy. I think, but, that's, I think that's amazing. It would take me five months to just go like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. So to, that was just too much for me. But we talked about this before air yesterday about, you know, never feeling the ability to kind of be OK with whatever we want to do. And to me, that is like, am I ever going to be okay with being in one place? And it doesn't mean I can't travel, but it just is where do I want to end up? And a lot of that is the is wanting to be near family, which is on the East Coast, but I'm in the South right now, so it's kind of far. But I've always been like, I need to be home at some point, and that's near my family. Not that I don't have family all over the country, but... I just want to do my thing now and not feel bad about it. That's what I'm dealing with. (laughs) Well, it's much easier for me to tell you this than it is to take my own advice. But I was thinking about it. And when we were talking about there's no one way with the with the Zelda reference, there's there's no one way to live a good life. And I don't think your family will begrudge you any time you spend exploring and trying to figure out who you are. A, but also live that because you can know who you are or even know who you want to be. But if you're not living that every day, you're still not going to wake up and and feel fulfilled. But there is no one way to do it. And that's kind of beautiful. That means a lot of options. And it can be crippling, though. (laughs) Yeah. Like Art's fear you were talking about. You can be so overwhelmed with options that the easiest one, the one closest at hand seems like the right one, or Mm -hmm. at least the most practical one. Yeah. And that's how I felt with Memphis. I I think it was November where I was still, it was on my mind, where am I going to go next? And all of a sudden it was Memphis. And that's, that was like a nonstop thinking about it. And it was almost like I had to choose a place, but I don't think that I would just kind of go with it. Like I knew there was a reason to be here and I'm still learning what that reason is. Uh, Part of this is the radio show, but I'm learning a lot about myself by surrounding myself with like-minded people and different-minded people, (laughs) which is not something I got in college. It was a lot of the same thinking. So I'm very happy to be here, but I don't know what's next. And that's always been on my mind. Like, am I always going to be like that? So it's hard. (laughs) I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that question, Jenny. But (laughs) I don't think it's a bad thing to be like you are now. That's all I'll say on that. I think it's a wonderful thing that you're able to do that. It really is to say, okay, where do I go next? What do I do next? How do I, what, what's the next thing? I think that's wonderful. I have always been in Memphis. I have mm-hmm. never lived anywhere else. I've never gone anywhere else. I, I kind of like Memphis, um, but I don't know if I should begrudge myself for that. No. Um, but I do think it's wonderful to just say, okay, where can I go now? What am I gonna, where am I going to end up in five months? Is it going to be New Jersey? Is it going to be uh, uh, New Zealand? Is it going to be uh, uh, New Hampshire? Something new, that's for sure. <laughs> Something I'm going to put that new, on a That's for sure. I love that. <laughs> you know what we haven't done tonight is ask very many questions because we've had such interesting ones. We've kind of been getting caught down. But Art, there is a question sitting in front of you. Would you like to answer it? No. <laughs> but here it is. Too bad. I will ask it. <laughs> 
It says on my card, what is an area of life where you feel inadequate? Oh. Um, so you're asking me to pick one. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, and that for me is difficult because I don't know that you can ask a work in progress where you're being inadequate. I know that there's certain things that I should probably be considering as priorities, such as, at my age, retirement. Maybe I'm being kind of inadequate in that area, and that's probably where I feel a little bit more of my concern. Um, I feel sense, that, and this is about feel, it has the word feel on the card. Mm-hmm. It's not about thinking, it's about feeling. And I'm feeling that I wish I could get a little bit more um, clarity with my son and what we're doing together because I have to, I'm at a place where, and he's at an age where I have to cut the apron strings into little tiny pieces and throw them all over the place because mm-hmm. they're not mine anymore. I can't do that. And so it's difficult to make that transition from that three-year-old, that six-year-old, that nine-year-old, that 12-year-old, and suddenly he's, <laughs> I, I can't say you need to, you ought to, because I can't do that anymore. Right. I, not that I'm giving up control so much as I'm giving up that sense of constantly being together, constantly working on that. So maybe I feel a little inadequate there as well. But again, I'm going to return to my answer to this question, which is as a work in progress, I don't know how inadequate I feel so much as I feel like I'm in the process, the continual process of completion. And it wouldn't happen without you guys. Hmm. Well, do you think your son would ever come on the show? I don't know that. That's a good question. That's a good question. Let's ask him and find out. Adam, would you ever come on the show? I don't know that he's listening. You can call us at 901-260-5926. And anyone listening out there, we we love to hear from you guys. Um, so I, I would be glad to ask him to come yeah. on the show. Just know that well, we're going to have to beep a lot. <laughs> and it's just the way he talks. It's not because he's angry or upset. It's just a part of the, his language. I'm sure Jessica in our studio would love that. Oh, yeah. Did it beat now? No, beat now. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we do have to take a short break. But, yeah, I, I would encourage you to invite him. I think that could be good for everyone. Yeah. Um, so if if you're listening, Adam, you can call us at 901-260-5926. All right, everybody, welcome back to Tell Me More Radio with Tom Shadiak. Uh, I'm Brooke. If you guys have been listening tonight, we've been having what we call an anything goes show. And in that show, we we uh, ask each other some questions. So, Benjamin, do you have do you have a question in front of you that you would like to read to our listening audience? Yes, and my question is, what sport would Jesus play in what position? (laughs) And I just don't know how to answer this question. Okay, okay, okay. Before you answer this question, it has been in the stack of questions to be asked for at least a solid month now, and I keep shuffling it up to the top because I think it's a great question. And nobody's answered it. So I'm thrilled that you got this card, Benjamin. No. And and my introduction of it has given you a little bit t- of time uh, to think. I don't, I'm not in the sport. Well, just pick a sport so um, Jesus do that. Is swimming a sport? Sure it is. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know the positions in swimming, but I wanted to say swimming. And the reason why I say swimming is because from what I've heard, like I said, I don't know. From what I've heard is swimming is that one sport that works out every muscle in your body. 
And so I do uh, believe in Jesus. I, I am I am spiritual about that. So I think that Jesus was very holistic, and I think that swimming is a holistic sport that that challenges you to work every muscle. So I would think that he would be a swimmer. He would be a swimmer. Okay, so why working every muscle? Why would that be important to Jesus? Is that, is that, a, is that a literal muscle or a spiritual muscle? Ooh. Well, okay. First of all, swimming is very physical, and uh, Jesus was physical. What well, doggone? I don't know. Okay, because this question, like I said, I think this is why no one wants to answer this, the question. I think it's a great I, question. I think I'm going to say he'd be a hockey player to be a goalie. I'm going to say both. I'm going to say both because to play a sport, you have to have that mental toughness. I think to actually carry out the duties or the responsibilities or to actually meet the goal, whatever. So So do you feel like one of Jesus' characteristics was mentally tough? Well, to be Jesus, yeah, very mentally tough to kind of undergo what he had to undergo. And so I think, like I said, working out every muscle, he had to be so holistic within his faith, within his belief to be, you know, the son of God. So here it is. With swimming, it works out every muscle in your body. You're going to work everything inside of you. So nothing is left out. With with Jesus and then with the Bible, nothing is left out. So I think that there is a there is a relationship there with the two. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. All right. I think that's so, pretty good for a first I, shot from the hill. Yeah, and this I, I don't like this question, but because it's like so. It's a great question. Difficult. I don't know who so, wrote it, but thank you. I like um, what Art said about the goalie because I feel I feel like I've seen a shirt that says Jesus saves and he is a goalie. <laughs> I, love I didn't it. know that. Okay, good. but one thing that you said though, like the mental toughness. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I'm not a religious person, but Jesus, I wouldn't use the word tough with him. I think that in situations that where you go through trauma, as he did, that you can become tough or you can remain soft in that situation and that's even harder to espouse love when you've gone through so much pain you know if jesus took on the sins of the entire world and still had that love he didn't create a barrier there was no there was no toughness or pushing away well when i say toughness you it doesn't have to be in a sense of just like strong but even if it was just a soft you had to be focused on something there's a strength in you being soft. There's a strength in you. There's a heightened, mm-hmm. you know, there's a... What you're both talking about is a Taoist notion of softness, of opening, yeah, of, of, so of a softness being a strength. I think you emphasize some emotion or some feeling. So when you stick to that, it causes you to kind of to be strong in that. So I mean mental toughness in that aspect. Yeah. So I guess I should not say just mental, but emotional i don't know uh this question is very very detailed so (laughs) i was thinking i was thinking maybe a soccer player you know a he had the long hair you know he he could do a very nice month see i thought about that but i know nothing about well it's very cooperative you know everyone's working together i like goalie too though adrian says that he'd be the coach which come on that's the best answer (laughs) i see i didn't think about that thanks adrian (laughs) right right so yeah jesus would be the coach um I don't know. I, I like that question. It's yeah. been kicking around for a while. So even if you didn't appreciate it, Benjamin. Now we can never do something else with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. But this is the Anything Goes show. And yes. yesterday we mentioned um, a performance artist that um, Christian was very interested in. 
and we actually have a clip of of her speaking her name is marina abramovic and she did a very interesting performance piece that we we touched on a little bit yesterday but i'd like her to share it in her own words so if we could get clip number one please jessica I want to show you the one who really changed my life. And this was the performance in MoMA, which just recently I made. This performance, when I said to the curator, I would just want to sit at the chair, and uh, there would be empty chair in the front, and anybody from the public can come and sit as long as they want. The curator said to me, that's ridiculous. You know, this is New York. This chair will be empty. Nobody have time to sit in the front of you. But I sit three months. And I sit every day eight hours, the opening of the museum, and 10 hours on Friday when the museum is open, 10 hours, and I never move. And I remove the table, and I'm still sitting. And this changed everything. This performance, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, will nothing happen. But the need of people to actually experience something different. The public was not anymore the group. Relation was one-to-one. I was watching these people. They would come and sit in front of me, but they have to wait for an hour, hours and hours to get to this position. And finally, they sit. And what happened? They are observed by other people. They are photographed. They are filmed by the camera. They are observed by me. And they are nowhere to escape, except in themselves. And that makes the difference. There was so much pain and loneliness. There's so much incredible things when you look in somebody else's eyes. Because in the gaze, without total stranger, that you never even say one word. Everything happened. And uh, I understood when I stood up from that chair after three months, I'm not the same anymore. And I understood that I have a very strong mission, that I have to communicate this experience to everybody. And this is how, for me, was born the idea to have Institute of Immaterial Performing Arts. Because thinking about immateriality. Performance is time-based art. It's not like a painting. You have the painting on the wall and next day is there. Performance, if you are missing it, you, you only have the memory or, or the story of somebody else telling you, but you actually miss all things. So you have to be there. And in my point, if you talk about immaterial art, music is the highest, absolute highest art of all, because it's the most immaterial. And then after this is performance and then everything else. It's my subjective way. Mm. Okay, so I want to hear what you guys thought about it, but one phrase in particular really jumped out to me. She said that she and the people that came to this art performance piece had nowhere to escape to. And I think we allow ourselves time to escape in our day-to-day life all the time. For me, it was last night when I was driving home, and instead of listening to the classical music I usually do that encourages those thoughts about where I am and what my day felt like, I put on a podcast that would make me kind of zone out. I took that moment to escape. And I feel like it's it's interesting. This isn't anything goes show, but I feel like a theme has kind of risen up, this, this theme of openness and being there for that moment and allowing it to happen the way it's going to happen. What, what did you guys think of this clip? I am totally unaware of this. I think it's fascinating that how much people revealed of themselves sitting perfectly still in a chair saying absolutely nothing, and yet she could see in their eyes and feel in their countenance uh, deep emotion, 
um, and things that that they themselves probably didn't even know they were feeling. That's just, I think that's astounding. It's, also, also I love the fact that she said that that one that the most um, uh, immaterial art is music, because I know how that feels. Um, first of all, as a writer, when you're writing songs, um, you may write a thousand riffs in one song, mm-hmm. but every one of those riffs was in that moment important. It was an imperative. It had to come out. It had to live for that moment. And it brought something out in you um, that you can experience and share with others and eventually cobbles into something that you can share with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people momentarily. Right. But that moment opens up the whole world. So that's amazing to me. But it's immaterial. I mean, the most we can make out of it is uh, an MP3. We can share. We can download it somewhere. But the truth of it is, it's come and gone in the blink of an eye. It has no physical substance. And I thought that was astounding. Now, here we are. One of the most important things that we spend our money and our time on is music. Right. And it's just totally effable. It's totally um, ephemeral. Right. And I think it's interesting because... Music can connect vast groups of people and also evoke these strong emotions and and memories. Oh, my God. Yeah. The memories. And we allow it to do that, though. That's something that's socially acceptable. Oh, we, we're asking for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there are a lot of other moments that we don't accept that there could be an emotion lurking behind. I think what she did was really beautiful. Just sitting there. And looking into someone's eyes, someone's eyes, that's very intimate. It is. And and scary. It is. I don't I mean, think just I just sitting across the table from somebody, <laughs> just sitting across the table from somebody, like we're doing right now, and having a discussion and really looking deep into their soul. We're all like averting our gaze now. It's getting <laughs> intense in <laughs> here, guys. Me. That I think that kind of reverts to like a strong sense of like spirituality, not like tied to the God or a Buddha or but it just like a being in tune with your spirit because you ever go to me and say, hey, I feel a weird energy in here. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of give me like this bad feeling right now. Or or I, you feel, I love your spirit. It's like a connection, like a magnetic force mm-hmm. that can't really be put into mere words. And so I think that she's really strong in, in that aspect. And so you had to be so disciplined to you to even do that. So I think she's remarkable to be the type of person. I don't know. I think you can do it, though. I think you can allow yourself to do that. But it is scary. It is. Um, Jenny, you kind of got off the hook tonight. Didn't have to ask a question. Next time. Next time. We got you. I'm sure it's a (laughs) good one. I guess. I guess. Uh, (laughs) Monday, we've got an exciting show. Um, Our our friend Christian will be hosting and we're, we're really excited to hear from him and to hear from you, too. It means a lot when you guys reach out to us and we do these question shows because we want to find out the answers to things. And more importantly to that, we want to stay alive to the answers when they're staring us in the face can be easy to ignore, but we want to be open to those moments and open to allowing the truth to kind of get into our hearts. So thank you guys so much for listening. This has been tell me more radio with Tom Shadiak, and we'll talk to you guys on Monday. Peace.